We don't grow alone. We flourish when we do life together. To flourish means to grow or develop in a healthy way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. Join me for conversations about growth and change as we talk about what it means to flourish and create the community you crave. You're listening to the Flourish Together podcast, and I'm your host, Andrea Worley. This is episode 43, Creative Entrepreneurship with Alyssa Circle. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. I'm excited to introduce you guys to my guest today, Alyssa Circle. Alyssa is a wife, a mother. She is also a creative business owner and the CEO of Pollinate Media. Hello, Alyssa. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I was thinking this morning, um, you and I are both our coffee lovers and addicts, and also we are what I like to call OG bloggers from back in the Mm -hmm. dark ages. And that's how we first met and connected um, from just being in the blogging scene, like way back in the dark ages of like 2007, eight. And that has changed so much from what it was then to now, but that's how we connected and know each other. I know it's so great. It goes way back, right? When before Instagram, when only Twitter was around and that's how we were all hanging out online together. I remember all my alerts going off on my phone all the time. And my husband was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm talking to all my friends. Yeah. Right. I know. I think the first time I ever like met in real life, um, somebody that I met through blogging, my husband was like, you're going to do what, what are you doing? And I was like, I know this person. He's like, you don't know this person. I was like, yeah, I do. I read her blog. It's true. I remember I was thinking back to uh, my first conference, um, Snap conference. Yes. So, so long ago. And I remember telling my husband like, okay, so there's like five of us and we're super good friends. We all met online and we're going to go and we're going to room together and we're going to have fun for four days. And he's like, okay, you don't know any of these people. I'm like, I do. They're all my best friends from online. And it was so fun to meet in person. And it really felt like exactly how our friendships online were. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because you are a woman in a woman in business. You own um, a media group with your husband and have run it for the last seven years at seven years old. I think it's like seven or eight years old now. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> so tell everybody about um, Pollinate Media and where that was birthed from and what you guys do. Okay, so Pollinate Media Group is a matchmaker between online influencers and uh, nationwide brands. We work with uh, basically a lot of brands who sell on store shelves, whether it's in Target, Walmart. Um, Nordstrom, it could be a pharmacy, and we do everything from food, fashion, fitness, uh, movies, we do a lot of DVD release um, campaigns. And so we basically, brands come to us, they want to pull together the right influencers to tell their story in a really fun and genuine way and get people engaging with their brand. And we have a community of over 5,000 influencers. And so we're able to expose them to great new brands and give them opportunities to partner with those brands um, on sponsored campaigns and get paid. And uh, that came from eight years ago 
being in the blogging space, myself personally working with brands, Pollinate Media actually was birthed out of uh, Cost Plus World Market coming to us and asking us if we could help build out a brand ambassador program for them. And since we had so many connections in the blogging space with bloggers, we were really able to pull together the right people to talk about home decor and their brands and their um, everything that they had to offer their clients in store and online. From there, it just grew to working with brands from all over and all different kinds of verticals. And I just, for me, it was a realization that I was able to be at home. At that point, we had two kids um, and, and be able to make some money. So I wanted to be able to contribute to uh, our family and our financial needs and our bills and all of that stuff. But I think more, I just needed an outlet to be creative. Mm -hmm. And blogging was such a creative outlet for me. And then because I'm a person who loves to connect truly with other people, the online space gave me the opportunity to connect with new people and build unexpected relationships and beautiful relationships. And so I was like, if I can make money blogging, <laughs> then I want to help other women and men over time. Like we now have a community of men too, which is amazing. Um, I want to help them do the same thing. And so I remember Kyle and I were sitting down one night and he was like, you're doing this and you're making money doing this. Like, let's do this for others as well. And so that's how Pollinate was formed. We actually did everything under my previous brand's name, which is Rags to Stitches. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to anyone who remembers that name. Me, I do. <laughs> and all of the coffee dates, YouTube yes. coffee dates that we used to do. Um, and yeah, so like we, oh my gosh, it's been kind of a whirlwind, but it's been really fun. And he was just like, let's, take all this experience and let's take the opportunities that you've had and the, the um, foundation which you've built knowing these brands and having these relationships mm -hmm. and having relationships with other um, bloggers and let's do for them what we've been able to do. And um, so, yes, yeah, so everything started under rags to stitches and then we were like, okay, we can't keep paying people under the blog name because that's just doesn't sound official enough. And so yeah. we brainstormed lots and lots and lots of different names and really settled on my husband's family comes from the farming space, which is really cool. And so we wanted to go with something that sounded similar. So we went with pollinate just the idea of being able to spread the word about great brands in a really genuine fun way. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I mean, I know from working with pollinate, um, as an influencer, sometimes I hate that word, but it is. It is, it is. <laughs> I know. Why can't we just go back to blogger? But it is yeah. what it is. That what, when you guys developed Pollinate Media, um, what you guys did was you simplified the, the brand relationship between influencer and brand. I had worked with a few different like um, media companies with brand work, and it always seemed like this really unrealistic and like crazy like requirements and things that you just felt like you you were like doing but it was just like sometimes why am I doing this and so much nonsense and what you guys did was you simplified all of that and like you said really created this genuine um, organic promotion of brands um, so you guys have done an amazing job over the last several years doing that thank you so much we just realized just from even communicating 
uh, back in the day with brands that I was working with that sometimes you would have 24, 25, 26 emails going back and forth. And it's like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what it's going to cost. And this is what we're going to send. And, and there was just so much back and forth. And then at the end of the day, this was before it was more the wild, wild west. It was before bloggers were really creating contracts. And so there's just all this email back and forth of trying to figure out what the expectations are, wanting to go the extra mile so you can build that relationship ongoing with the client. Um, and then things get lost in translation. And so what we really wanted to do was come in and uh, because we speak from the influencer language, but then we also know how to create successful campaigns for our clients, we're able to take all of their lingo, so to speak, mm -hmm. and really break it down into how to share that with the influencers without making them overwhelmed in a really simplistic way that allows them to do what they do best, which is create. Mm -hmm. And we would ma manage all the contracts and all the payments and all the things that you really don't have time for, don't want to be doing, don't want to have to remember to do. Uh, we just really wanted to be able to manage that both for our clients and for our, our influencers. Mm -hmm. If somebody's listening to this, I mean, you and I know, cause we've been doing this for a really long time as bloggers, but if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking like blogging is dead or there's no more <laughs> space for anything else on the internet, what would you say to them? My gosh, I was listening. It's funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day where two women I love were talking about whether this very topic. And mm -hmm. I would like to think that it makes me really sad to even think that blogging would be dead. I personally don't think it's dead. I still think it's very valuable. I think that for us who have been OGs and have been in the space for a while, we are always trying to be ahead of the curve. So we're always looking for new ways to reach our audience. Mm -hmm. um, but for people who are just coming into business or starting small businesses or who are just starting out on social media, a blog is really relevant because it's searchable in Google. Mm -hmm. And it's also still, most importantly, the first place everybody goes to look for something. So when I don't know how to get my puppy to stop biting me, I'm on Google and I'm reading all of the blogs to figure out what's worked for yeah. everyone else. And so it makes me... I personally feel like blogging is not dead. I'm speaking at a conference later this month all about blogging and why people should have a blog. Um, and for me just having a space where I can go back and look at all of the adventures and relive all the memories uh, of things that our family has done together. I mean, you can't really beat that at the end of yeah, the day. That's true. That's very true. So you and your husband work together. You guys have several businesses together. How do you guys balance that and make that work working with your spouse? <laughs> It was a process. I will tell you that mostly because my husband's a serial entrepreneur. So he's kind of always seen, um, opportunities to, uh, have a business or business opportunities. And so he was really the one that launched the idea of pollinate. And I was like, Oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. And he's like, yes, you are like, why aren't you an entrepreneur? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know about this. And so at first for me, because I have more of a obsessive or maybe addictive personality. Um, hence my 
blog, new blog name that I rebranded several years ago, Diary of an Addict. But I was like, okay, if we're going to do this, it's like zero to 1000. And it just kind of took over every aspect of the day. So I would wake up and it was the first thing I was thinking about. And it was all I talked about all day. And then it was the last thing we were talking about before bed. And it just got to the point where I wasn't sleeping very well because we were, it was consuming my day. Mm-hmm. And there were times where we really needed to take a step back and talk about other things or, you know, our kids or just enjoying our time together. And so we, I really had to work hard at learning. Um, and so did he balance because we both get excited and we're like, we have all these great ideas and we want to talk about them. But the difference is, is Kyle has this amazing gift of being able to talk about amazing ideas and then go to sleep at night. And I do not have that gift. So we would talk about all these ideas and then I'm pulling out my planner, my notebook, and I'm making all these notes and then I'm on my computer and I just wanted to work on it in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so we worked really hard over the years to balance that out and we set, we did it by setting parameters. So we're like, we're only going to talk about work from this time to this time. We will not talk about it before bed. So if you need to talk about something and we don't get to it, you need to write it down and ask about it tomorrow. And, um, and it's not always easy, but I feel like we've done a really, really good job of it. We set aside time to check in with each other during the day. It's nice that we both work from home and we work together. So a lot of what we talk about business wise can be done during the day while the kids are at school. And then at night at, you know, we're around for the kids, sports, homework, and all that. Um, type of stuff. And then now after the kids go to bed, we're just talking about life and each other and um, 15 years of marriage today. (laughs) Well, I guess it won't be today when this goes live, but on the day we recorded. So um, I can't imagine not working with him in some capacity. That's awesome. And happy anniversary. Thanks. So you are a woman in business. You've had your own business for several years now. What would you say has been the most challenging aspect of that and how did you overcome those challenges? So I feel like I'm a woman in business and I work in an industry where we work with a lot of um, PR and marketers and and brands and a lot of the decision makers are men. And so it's really, um, I don't look at that that as a setback, but it can be a setback. And uh, so we've, I've just realized just how much harder I have to work at really proving that I do know what I'm talking about, that I do know what's going on in the market. I do understand Mm -hmm. social influencing and why it's important for Mm -hmm. people's brands. Um, and I've never really let any of those kinds of struggles keep me from growing our business or doing what needs to get done. Um, I'm sure there's probably like little things that over the years that we've really, that I've struggled with. Um, I think it's not, for me, it's most, it was mostly confidence. Mm -hmm. So when we first started pollinate, it was, 
I mentioned I really wasn't, didn't feel like I was an entrepreneur. And that feeling really translated into um, our business a lot, where I just felt like I was always second guessing the decisions I was making. Um, I always felt like I needed to look at every single angle of it and then wait until Kyle analyzed every single angle with me. And then I was kind of like, okay, so which one do you think we should do? And he's like, well, which one do you think we should do? And I'm like, I'm not the entrepreneur here. (laughs) So I think it was really, for me, it was really learning to be confident in myself and the knowledge that I had of the space and a confidence in the relationships with other influencers that I had built over the years. um, And that I could lead a team. So our, our team is currently at six. At one point it was at 14 or 16. Um, but just all of those things I felt like really probably were the biggest thing that held me back. And, um, but I got an executive coach and she was amazing. And she taught me a lot of my, about myself and how to take all, um, how to goal set and how to, look at really rebuilding my confidence. Like there was a purpose and a reason why God had blessed our business the way Mm -hmm. he had. There was a reason why we had the opportunities we had in the beginning to get going that we did. And so just remembering that, that there was a purpose behind why I was in the position that I was in and remembering that in everything I did. I love that you brought up the team, just leading different sizes of teams and um, seeing your team grow and then scale back. What would you say to people? Because I, I think there's a, a section of listeners that listen to this show where they, they have teams and they want to love their teams well and steward their teams. What would you say to women in business who are managing teams of people, no matter the size, how can they do that well and lead their, their teams? Well, um, well, I guess I should, I mean, I feel like I should pull my team to ask them what I do well and what I don't do well. They would probably, I feel like company culture is really important to me. I, I, I really want my team to, to know that I care about what's going on in their personal lives as much as I care about what they're working on um, for pollinate. And I think far too often people come to a job and they are faceless, nameless, um, and they just robotically do what they're supposed to do all day. And then they go home and then they go to sleep and get up and start doing that again. And so for me, I really wanted everyone that worked for pollinate to feel seen and to feel heard. Um, so there was, there's this open door policy. You can come, I want you to come and share with me anything that's going on and we can figure out does a conversation need to be had or how can I help troubleshoot this or how can I encourage you? And that's from personal life issues, life issues to stuff going on within the company. We're always really working hard to grow and make things as simplified, straightforward, easy, um, detail oriented for, um, the bloggers that work for us. We know that their time is, um, 
valuable. And so we want to give them everything that they need up front. So we're constantly working on that. Um, and so for the team and also because our team is remote, so there mm -hmm. we have, you know, across the board, Idaho, Texas, California, Arkansas, uh, I really wanted to create this culture where when we come together, it's not awkward, um, that it's fun, that we can enjoy time together and build friendships. So I know there are some people who feel like the less you know about the people who work for you, the better. I just feel like that may not always be the case. Could that be detrimental sometimes because I'm a little bit more vulnerable and open as a boss about what's going on with the company? Maybe, but I'd like to think that that's what makes our the people who work for me along with me like good friends and also stronger together. So I'd like to think that our team is what it is and as incredible as it is because we take the time to really know each other. So we walked through lots of different personal situations. We've, you know, prayed for one another and lifted each other up, encouraged each other, cried together, laughed together. And I think if you are a woman in business, you, there's this side of you that's always going to want to feel like you're connected to the people who work for you. And I think don't be afraid of that. You know, yes, you still need to have some boundaries and this understanding that at the mm -hmm. end of the day, yes, you are still the boss. But the idea of collaborating together should also be really important. Allow the people that work for you on your team to know that even if you don't always run with their idea, you want to hear their idea because their idea plus maybe someone else's idea plus your idea could be the perfect combination for what really needs to happen. And so that would just be my encouragement to people. I know it can be overwhelming. It can mean that you have to be confrontational at times and you may not like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm like, let's all just get along and do what we're <laughs> supposed to do. Um, but the bottom line is there are times when I drop the ball and there's times when others drop the ball. And I think the more we can just be open and honest with one another and know that we're going to, then move forward and work and put, you know, hundred percent effort behind the next thing is what's the most important at the end of the day. What are some tools or resources that you have found that have helped you communicate with your team or help you to understand like their personalities or how they work best and, and how to communicate with them? Uh, well, I do have some people on my team who are very much into the Enneagram. And so that, you know, helps. I took it a long time ago, um, mm -hmm. probably six or seven years ago before it was the thing, the test yeah. to take. Um, that tells me a lot about their personalities and how they work and how they run. But I think what has helped is just taking the time to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And that helps me know how they're going to respond in any given situation. So I know um, how to approach different topics. I know how to share different opportunities that are happening mm -hmm. uh, in a way that really empowers the people on my team. That's my goal is to empower each person within the, goal, within the position that they're in in the company. I want them to have ownership and to feel like they can make decisions um, and then I'm going to trust that that's 
that they know what's best for what's going on at that time within pollinate. Other things I would say is, I don't know, we've, I've never really done the personality test thing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've done things like um, getting together every year. So every year at Christmas time, we fly everyone in for four days and it's no work, all play. We've done I love that. <laughs> we've done everything from you know, drink margaritas by the pool to line dancing to um, all kinds of other fun activities that we try and do and eat good food and just spend time playing games. Playing games is another really great way to learn about people. Um, I bet, yeah. (laughs) So I think I just find that rather than just sitting everyone down and doing a bunch of personality tests and then evaluating all of them. While I think that's amazing and super valuable for me, I feel like as a woman, I just want to be seen and I want to be known. And so I want that for my team as well to feel that from me. I love that. And I love what you said earlier about that. You've really taken the time to invest in them and get to know them, their personal lives aside from work life. And I love that your, your retreat is not a work retreat. It's about celebrating your team and and getting to spoil them and getting to love on them and them being together in an environment that's not completely work driven. And I can only imagine that that really helps set the tone then for how they work. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think so. I mean, everybody really looks forward to it every year. And it's just, I find that, yes, while everyone is a team member and they do get paid to be a part of the team, we're not around each other to in-person celebrate birthdays and anniversaries and mm-hmm. all of those types of things. And I, I want to be able to give back to them for how hard they work for Pollinate and how much they love Pollinate. and. Um, and Kyle and I, and so that weekend is just a way for us to spoil them and give back and basically take a year's worth of birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, like everything and celebrate it all in one and just really help them to know how special they are to us and um, both personally and as part of Pollinate. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, transitioning a little bit, I, I know from following you online and being online friends, the, the value and the priority that you make for your community and your relationships and friendships. And I think a lot of us are, I hate the word busy, so I'm going to say full, our lives are full (laughs) of so many different things. Um, but you place a good deal of priority on those community and the relationships and friendships. And how would you say you've done that? That's worked really well for you given busy life and schedules with kids and husband and all the business things. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'm not going to lie. Our life is full, (laughs) Uh, but growing up, I moved around a lot. And it was very hard to make lifelong friendships. So whereas Kyle's grew up in the same, you know, he grew up in Orange County. He has some amazing long time friends that he's known practically his whole life that he sees. That's not how I grew up. That's not how it was for me. Um, 
while I do have a great group of friends that I keep in touch with uh, from high school, there's probably two or three girls that I really keep in touch with. And moving around doesn't really allow you, well, it does allow you should you choose to put down roots. And I just never chose because I always mm-hmm. felt like, oh, I'm going to be up and moving. But our choice to stay in California really meant that it was important to me to have female friendships to put down roots. And, uh, of course, when blogging started happening and Twitter and everything, it was really easy to just go to my online friends because it was safe and we were connected and I knew they Mm -hmm. understood me because we were in the same industry. So we had personal and business things that we could always find something to talk about. Uh, But when our kids started school and they started building friendships with other people, I realized like I really just wanted to have a community of friends um, and know the parents of the kids that my children were hanging out with. So that's kind of how it started. Um, And some of those friendships have flourished into some of my best friends, like the people that I know I can call in the middle of the night, (laughs) the people Mm -hmm. who um, get my crazy, I guess I could say. who get together with me and we don't have to talk about work and we can talk about our kids and we can enjoy a cup of coffee. And that's just really become important to me. And knowing that that's important for women, I always try and find other ways where women can get together and just be in friendship with one another. So my girlfriend and I recently started a monthly restaurant club. So once a month, we go to a different restaurant. We invite all the women in our lives that we know. You, you can show up one month, not show up another month, invite a friend. Just a way for women from all over Orange County can come together and get to know one another and build friendships. Um, I'm very involved um, in a Bible study with a group mm-hmm. of women that are incredible that I could not imagine like doing life without. And I feel like by having those relationships, I become a better boss, I become a better friend, I become a better wife, and I become a better mom because I have people who are pouring into me, but also like calling me out on my stuff, which is important <laughs> that we have that. Um, and they, they don't hang out with me or love me because I've pollinated or because of this or this successful business or that successful business, they just truly love me for who I am. And I think it's so important for women to have that, but it means you have to put yourself out. Yeah. You know, like you have to get out of yourself. You have to be willing to be vulnerable and share even when you meet new people. Um, And so I feel like that comes out of the relationships that I have in Tennessee because we split time between California and Tennessee and I have some amazing friendships out there. And when I'm out there, it's like three months didn't just go by. It's like we saw each other yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I attribute that to God bringing just the right people into my life here in California um, that have just shown me how much more incredible it is when we open our hearts to having community with other women. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that you mentioned that you split your time between two different places. Um, So I think it's really cool that you and your family do this. And um, for those of you 
that follow you online, they know this, um, but for those that don't, um, talk a little bit about like why you guys do that. And the other thing that you guys do is you travel a ton <laughs> and I love seeing your family adventures and I can only imagine the experiences you guys have had just traveling with young kids anyways, but you guys have some awesome adventures and I think it would be really fun and interesting for people to hear a little bit of how you guys got started with that and the why behind it. Well, to do that, we'd have to go back lots and lots of years. So my husband, Kyle, used to be in the music industry. He actually at one point played drums for Katy Perry back in the day. And um, he was in a band. He went from band manage, uh, being in a band, he's a drummer, um, to band management, to uh, working on the concert promotion side, which is actually how we met. And so he grew up going to Tennessee a lot and just traveling around. And he's always had this huge heart for um, Tennessee and Nashville. And we have, he's had a great community of people that he knows there. So we've gone and visited over the years. My brother and his wife used to live there. So we would go visit them. Our, um, some mentors of ours also lived there. So we love to go and visit them. But about Four years ago, it was actually our mentors, their, one of their children were getting married and we got invited out during the summer to go to Tennessee to the wedding and we were like, we should totally go. And so we went and while we were there, we were doing what we normally do, which is drive around and look at all the homes and just kind of dream. And we've, um, you know, contemplated at different times, like whether or not we wanted to live out there, but we were driving around and we drive by this beautiful home and we stopped to talk to the couple in front of their house and they're like, Oh, you know, we just moved in, but we have a hundred year old home around the corner that we are selling um, for sell by owner. And would you like to see it? And we were like, yes. I mean, <laughs> we're in the middle of a remodel of our home in California. Yes. Let's go look at a home in Tennessee. It makes total sense. Um, and so just, right around the corner, like they said, in downtown Franklin is this amazing hundred year old home. We went inside, we were like, oh my gosh, we need to have this house. And so, <laughs> um, we prayed about it and really felt like, um, this was a, a good investment move for our family. Um, not to move, move, but just a great mm -hmm. investment. So the house actually has a one bedroom, one bath cottage on the back with a, behind the garage with a full-time renter. And this was just another way for us to have an excuse to come out to Tennessee, mm -hmm. but also have, um, a sec, you know, another way to make income. And so we, we were out in Tennessee for eight days. We put an offer on the house. We flew home. The offer got accepted. Eight days later, we flew back <laughs> to Tennessee for eight days, all before school started, um, so that we could close on the house uh, or just finish the, up the purchasing of the home. And then two weeks later, I actually took a red eye out and signed all of the closing papers. And in 48 hours, I furnished the house with the help of our amazing community of friends out there. We furnished the house, photoed the house, <laughs> took pictures of the house and listed it on Airbnb. And it rented that following weekend uh, for a huge festival that happens in September in Franklin called Pilgrimage. And um, so now we're like, well, we have this house and, you know, what are we going to do? And 
we were having so much fun just meeting new people online <laughs> that are renting our, our house out there. And so in the, in that fall, so around Thanksgiving time, we decided, well, we should have a car out there. So let's road trip a car from California to, um, Franklin. And that's really where our, where we caught this big travel bug with our kids. Mm. So we did over 10 days. We went from California to um, Franklin. And along the way, we stopped and visited friends. And um, we did some sightseeing. And we stopped at some really cool spots. And just to really show our kids that there's more than just Southern California. Uh, and what, how incredible the United States really is. And because I grew up in Southeast Asia, I've never really done a lot of traveling in the U.S. So for me, there was a lot of new fun learning experiences um, mm -hmm. in store. And so that was our first trip. And when we landed in Franklin, we had so much fun that we were like, we should make a goal to go to all 50 states mm -hmm. by road trip in the next four years before our kids are like so busy with sports or so busy that they don't want to hang out with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're 11 and 10 almost. So it's like, you know, we know our, our, our time to be um, sharing a hotel room, sharing beds and you know, all that kind of stuff is going to come to a close pretty soon. So we wanted to take advantage of it. And so from there, a new dream for our family was birthed. And so we have since done, well, this summer we hit our 49th state. So mm -hmm. we've done, we did one summer a 20-day road trip. We did a 36-day road trip of the West Coast. This summer we were on the road in the Midwest for 30 days. And it's just been incredible. Like our kids have seen so much. They know so much. And it's really facilitated or just given roots to a lot of things that they're learning in school that they're mm. actually seeing. So they're learning about yeah. Henry Ford in school. Well, we went to the Henry Ford museum. We, we saw all of the things that he did. We went to the Ford factory and watched for the new Ford truck be built. And you're, we're just putting like tactile things to what their abs, you know, some of the abstract learning that they do in school. And then this year, our daughter has to learn in fifth grade, all the state capitals, but she knows like 80% of them already just from traveling. Mm -hmm. And so these experiences with our kids are, well, they're priceless because we're building so much amazing bonding time and incredible memories as a family um, that our kids really enjoy spending time with us. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And so now we've gone into Canada and done some stuff in Canada and um, we've been to Mexico with them. And now they're like, well, let's go to Europe and let's go. And so we were like, why not? Let's just take a semester off school and go and explore Europe, you know, homeschool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I get homeschool, but it sounds like it could be fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you guys do it. And it's definitely inspired my family. We did a road trip with our kids, not this summer, but the summer before we drove from Phoenix to Iowa because that's where most of my family is from. And um, it was like nine states in between. Um, and like you were saying about the, the school thing, my daughter learned about like the Pony Express. And so we were able to stop at one of the like Pony Express stops and like take a picture. And she was like educating her little brother about what that was. It was just really cool, like you said, to put faces and like the tactile learning to things that they are learning about in school. It's so true. And you, what's 
cool that we have learned too is you think that you're spending a lot of time in a car and you know your kids are probably on their iPads or whatever, but last year, so when your kids are either going into fourth grade or coming out of fourth grade, they can, you can apply for a free national park pass, meaning you can get into any national park across the U.S. for free for that whole year. And yeah, so I'm just learning about this. It's in, I'm telling you, it's incredible. So because Caitlin was going into fourth grade when we discovered this, we were able to use it, and then Brayden's in fourth grade this year. But um, last year we did, started doing a bunch of national parks, and with the national parks, you can do junior ranger badges where they're getting booklets and they're learning about um, the surrounding area and what makes this national park and what makes it unique and what are all these incredible things that you didn't even know existed in the United States. Like there's a national park in Colorado that has sand dunes, but all around it is lush green. And basically the rain comes in during the winter and washes all the sand down into this basin. And then in the summer it's super windy and it blows all the sand back up into the sand dune. So now they're learning about the ecosystem and they're learning about um, life, like creatures and and life that exists and all of that. And that's just stuff that they wouldn't necessarily learn in school. So they're learning all summer. They're reading, they're writing, they're exploring, and they're learning. And it's keeping them busy on the road. And then the benefit is they love earning all of the Junior Ranger badges <laughs> they yeah. get when they complete it. So yeah, that's really cool. That is such a cool program. I. I learned about that because we visited the Grand Canyon a couple weeks ago, and um, I was like, I want to go on National Park Free Day, and then a girlfriend told me about that, and I was like, what? You mean I can go to any of these parks? So that is, it's an amazing program. So now you need to um, plan your next road trip. Yes, yes. Um, what are, my husband hates road trips, so we got to get over that hump. <laughs> but what are like some of your good tips for traveling with kids? So we always travel with a cooler um, and the cooler has stuff for us to make sandwiches during the day. It has healthy snacks, fruits, veggies, um, water, juice boxes, Gatorades, that kind of thing. Um, and then we have like a bunch of dried snacks as well. And I find that having things kind of on the go is very helpful when you have kids because they get hungry at odd times. Um, another thing is traveling with activities. So going to national parks along the way helps because they're working on their junior ranger badges. Um, we also have them bring three, uh, novels that they want to read. I don't want to overdo it. They, they can only read for short spurts in the car, but we want them to have it. They mm -hmm. do have their iPads. We do have a DVD player in the car. So there are times where it's like, we're going to watch a movie or because Kyle and I still do work on the road. So there are times where things are going on. People are checking in and out of the Airbnb. I need to do a client phone call. We're doing a team call which we do weekly, or I need to answer a bunch of emails and we need Wi-Fi where we'll just pull over into a parking lot and let them watch a movie or be on their iPads and we're working. Um, so I think being prepared, having lots of different activities from coloring to um, 
iPads, te- I know some people don't really love technology, but we still do make them look out the window. We played the, um, the license plate game. So oh, yeah. we've, we've tried to find license plates from every state, which is really fun for them too, because it keeps them looking out the window. Um, and we, another tip I would say is if you're road tripping or traveling with your kids, especially by car, if you can take a break every couple of hours, so we try and break up our trips so that we're never in the car more than two to three hours at a time, just because we all get kind of antsy and then we all get kind of agitated. So I try and find great activities that we can do or cities we can pop in, whether it's for lunch or to go to a park or whatever it is, just to help with everybody, everybody's attitudes. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that is a great tip and not just like making it like we're stopping for gas, get back in the car. Right. Yeah. That's a really good tip. Okay. One last question that I always ask all of my guests is who or what is helping you flourish in the season that you are in? I know you sent me this question. I really had to think about it. Um, I think my relationship with my family and where my relationship at with God is right now are really helping me flourish in this season. I feel like the Lord has really been speaking to me a lot about rest and like resting in him, resting in what his plans are for me, because it's really easy for me to feel like he's saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, awesome. Like, let's, let's go and let's do it. And I'm on the run and I'm not really waiting for the game plan. I'm just like going for it. And we, we all know that that's, that's not how God works. And that's our plans are not always his plan, even when he's showing us where he's taking us. And so for me, I feel like that rest in him to really hear everything that he wants and everything he's got going on. And then just time with my family. I love spending time with our family. I, I feel that's more than just dinner at night. So I don't like to be super busy. I don't allow them to sign up for a bunch of sports. I don't want Mm -hmm. our family time to be watching one kid playing soccer or someone doing this or that or the other. I want time where we're going and doing something as a family. Um, And so that for me, I think is what's helping me to flourish because at the end of the day, I could be super successful but if I don't have anyone standing beside me, then how successful am I really? And if I didn't have Jesus who gave us our pollinate, our business, and who's opened the doors for our short-term rental business, then I really don't have my finances either. And so I believe that that's, I owe every, you know, in every area of my life where I flourish, I owe it to them. I love that. Where can everybody find you um, online after they're done listening to the show? Where can they connect with you? Well, if they don't think I'm nuts and they still want to know what's going on with me. Um, so I blog over at diaryofanaddict.com or you can find me online at Alyssa M. Circle. So it's A-L-I-S-S-A-M Circle, like the shape. Um, and yeah, that's I spend a lot of time on Instagram and yeah, and on my blog. So, <laughs> and I will leave links to um, your blog and your Instagram and your guys's family, your traveling circles, Instagram. Cause that's oh really, yes. Thank you. That's that'd really be awesome. fun. 
to look at those things. So you guys can go to the show notes and connect with Alyssa after the show. Thank you, Alyssa, for being on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I love chatting with you. Hey guys, it's Adria. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Flourish Together podcast. I enjoyed my interview and conversation with Alyssa so much. And so I hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. But I wanted to leave you guys in this episode with an exciting announcement. I mentioned a few episodes ago that I was creating a merchandise collection for you guys that would be released this fall. And I'm excited to share with you guys today that merchandise merchandise collection is finally live and ready for you guys to check out, view, and shop. So I mentioned before that I was doing a collection of coffee mugs. So I created and designed five different coffee mugs for you guys to shop this fall and holiday season. I think that they would make really great gifts and stocking stuffers for your loved ones, your friends, your family, teacher gifts, girlfriend gifts. So I'm inviting you guys to go check out this collection of coffee mugs and shop the coffee mugs and gift them this holiday season. I really put a lot of thought and intention behind some of the designs. You can view them all in the show notes today of this episode at andreamworley.com. You can go view them there and I'll have a link in a special 10% off code in the show notes for you guys to go shop and grab a mug. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast and this endeavor. And this is just another way that you can help support the podcast. And I really appreciate you guys just taking the time to shop and be excited as well uh, for this new merchandise collection. I plan to release a holiday mug collection too at the beginning of December. So be on the lookout for that. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. If this podcast has impacted you, I'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Jump on over to whatever listening platform you're enjoying the podcast on and leave us a rating and review. It really helps spread the mission of the podcast even farther and helps other people hear about the show. You can find the show notes to this episode, freebies, and more on my website at andreamworley.com. And find me on Instagram at andreamworley so we can connect. Connect.